So, um, so I guess now, if you all don't mind, I, I like to ask now these questions for the Patreon page. So I want to take a quick uh, pivot to this episode's Patreon bonus last call question. In, in this case, uh, on a topic that we've discussed quite a bit in the background of the show, World War, World War oh my God, World War Two. <laughs> such a boozer i know i know so the question i wanted to ask is what do you believe to be the single greatest battle of the second world war and why listeners follow the link in the show notes to get access to this exclusive last call patreon discussion as well as all other all types of other bonus questions and what the hell maybe support the show if you like it so i'm going to give you guys 30 seconds to think this over i'm going to go grab my other my, my beer real quick and i'll be right back i gotta get more rice i'll be back too are, are we gonna are we gonna talk about both theaters yeah or that's a good question we should we should put one in one in each because midway yeah it's a pivotal and there's so many good pivot points to pick from but I, yeah, would say, I would say midway and stalingrad but that's yeah, Stalingrad as well. Yeah. Military is not military history is not my thing. No, trust me, it's not <laughs> yeah, my thing either. Kids. Let me be clear. This isn't Stalin Churchill. This is World War II. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm still I, uh, while while you were gone taking a whiz. I wasn't taking a whiz. Alky. I was getting um, a little beer. Uh, <laughs> I have a teacher bladder. I can hold Colin it. Farrell and I were talking about do we want to is it what are we talking about one in one in each theater or I don't think so. I mean we can. But we don't have to. You can answer it that way. I think they're incomparable. I mean, you can't compare. Okay. Can't, literally can't compare them. Okay. Then let's, so I would say, yeah. well, I would just put one in each theater, but but, but it's your show. No. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't care about that kind of thing. Uh, so are we ready to answer? start answering this question then? And I'll sure. know, move that out for the Patreon uh, would-be listeners. Uh, so <laughs> you got to tell me your secret for getting that Patreon page up. Yeah. What? <laughs> getting yours going i'd like i need to get mine higher oh well yeah, uh, That's a yeah slow and steady. everybody needs to get there yeah i know i know, I know. all right so we are talking world war ii who wants to go first the biggest most important the single most important battle of the second world war either overall or eastern and western front is that what they're called theaters no i was thinking pacific and pacific Europe. and european theater sorry i went world war one on me there for a second or whatever i did I don't know. <laughs> uh so, so i'm sorry pacific and uh european theaters what are we thinking who wants to go first well i'll go first and say that i'm a i'm a i'm a dual theater guy okay i think it's stalingrad in the in europe and it's um it's uh uh midway in the pacific Although I could be talked into D-Day and Normandy and Midway. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Mid uh, uh, if you say Stalingrad and Midway, is the answer why the exact same? Yeah, pivotal. Yep. They, they, these are those moments where the enemy is stopped, halted, and put the, the beginning and, and to then, the end in the way. And then things change. But again, we should always remind listeners and students that things are... To, Things change, and after Midway, things do sort of for the U.S. The Allies move west. Mm -hmm. Still takes another two and a half years. Yes, it does. And Stalingrad is still take. You know, it's just we think of these turning points mm -hmm. uh, as, as as turning on a dime, and yep. 
it's a pretty gruesome road afterwards in both Absolutely. cases. Absolutely. Luke, what do you think? I was going to say Stalingrad Midway also. Why? Um, be, because they are so pitiful, or pitiful. They are pitiful. That's the stupidest legal mistake. Yeah, classic. it's, it's classic. It, you know, it, it, the more you drink, the smoother it goes down. The worst yeah. is, is the words come out, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, is Shibis Regal actually made in Scotland? I remember when I went to Scotland the first time, I, I found that um, uh, blended whiskeys were, were considered, you know, second rate, and Shibis Regal was a blend. It Single says, malts were It the, says blended and bottled in Scotland. Okay. There goes our Scottish it's, listeners it's yelling like, at you uh, now, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> and to mix it, they use water from you know the, the, the English border, tweed, the River Tweed. <laughs> like, yeah, just, I, I, I'm going to claim that it's all made in Latrobe and <laughs> down on the made, south it's side. In, um, the Scotch it's made of Latrobe, Keith, Scotland. It's in what? Okay. Keith. Keith? Keith. I yeah. know Keith. Oh, I love the picture of bonus questions. We can talk about whatever we fuck we want. The 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 wise wife of Keith or whatever, uh, Agnes Sampson, the witch that was executed for being too savvy a woman in uh, King James the Sixth early kingship in Scotland. Uh, I, I, Louise, I've become obsessed with witchcraft. And I don't That's know when it happened, dive. but uh, it happened uh, <laughs> as a historical phenomenon. It's become my my cult favorite i guess can i just i sorry one one personal story but i love of, it this is the patreon bonus you can talk about whatever the fuck you want <laughs> when i was at oxford i was the president of the middle common room of my college and uh other president the middle common room was where the graduate students all hung so you out were a hufflepuff yeah i got it all the kids hung out <laughs> in the hufflepuff common room <laughs> i can't believe uh, this is a real well, the junior <laughs> common room was for the undergrads and the middle common room was for the graduate students and and someone from a different college's middle common room said to me, you, you have to get one of these, uh, these whiskey uh, guys to come and give your, your MCR a talk on, on whiskey. It was a whiskey tasting night. And we had it. And these, this, this Scottish, I can't remember which distiller we chose or whatever it was, came down and gave us this talk on, 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 on scotch and, and, and had all these different blends. And, and it was the most marvelous, I don't know, student event I've ever, because we all get, just got hammered, <laughs> right? And here we are, you know, we're staggering back. Oxford's a very boozy place anyway. And here we've just gone into turbocharge. And this guy, the guy they, the guy they sent down was actually one of the master blenders. And oh. he argued that, that a master blend is better than a crappy single malt. Whereas I had, you know, 20, 10 years before that, I had been... Um, Told, I'm led to believe that single malts are more pure and all this stuff. And anyway, so by, by the time he got onto that subject, we were 10 sheets to the wind. So, but, um, you know, that's what, that's what colleges should do. I guess colleges in the U.S. can't do it because of the drinking age, but they should bring in Jack Daniels and Jim Beam distribute and talk about the, the process. Before we continue then on with our most important battles, which Colin and I still have to go, and I have some curveballs on that one too. <laughs> I, I have to say, though, if we're telling our favorite college drinking story, I had this professor in grad school. We were teaching, we were learning about the British Empire. Uh, and he Who was that best? He said, <laughs> let's have a day where we just discuss the reading. We bring in all sorts of foods, Indian related stuff and whatever. And one student brings in two six packs of IPAs. 
into the building <laughs> at the university. And the, wow. professor, the professor might have said, well, let's pop him open. Uh, <laughs> and he must have done that. He must have done great that. Great class. And I will not say who that professor was. No. But Professor Kuhill's British Empire class was fantastic. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that part. But no wonder I don't teach there anymore. <laughs> uh, Good Catholic school. They probably didn't like it. As I recall, yeah. Well, I yeah, the Duquesne Duke just interviewed me actually about the podcast. So who did the Duquesne Duke, the student oh, newspaper? Okay. So um, that that was fun, I guess. Uh, it was it was fun actually. It was very very humbling, I guess, uh, in a way. So uh, plenty of good college drinking. That was all. That, I I tell that story more so much. I love that story. It was just a great class. Wow, yeah. I wish I could remember that. Yeah, it's, it was a casual thing. The best thing is we weren't even like in our normal classroom. We were in some podunk corner room in the hallway. I don't even know. But Colin, so what are you, what are you thinking? Are you going to tell a drunken college story or are you going to tell Oh, no, no. It's uh, Bunratty Castle in Western Ireland. There's a hell of a good uh, story with uh, – well, we better not, though. I don't know. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, Midway is obviously, you know, for the Pacific turning point. And, you know, I can't, I can't go against uh, – both of these two that we keep saying Stalingrad, you know, if, if Hitler catches the oil fields in the Caucasus, it's game over. There's, you know, the, the Russian tanks grind to a halt and, you know, uh, but I guess I'll try to make a case for two other battles. Um, like you just to kind of mix it up, I guess. Uh, Guadalcanal. Mm-hmm. Guadalcanal is the first other than Wake Island, because those Marines, I mean, those Marines did get taken hostage. I mean, prisoner but Guadalcanal is the first time we met the enemy on the ground mm-hmm. uh in large scale and not only that but there was a huge surface to surface naval battle that ensues in iron iron bottom sound um off of Guadalcanal so so that would be that would be a huge pivot pivotal battle i think for the pacific uh i mean obviously midway's bigger because of the carriers it turns out to be a carrier war um but then i guess uh the, the you know the, there should be a case made for d-day had had the atlantic wall held or they pushed those guys back in the into the first you know the first or second wave back into the ocean um oh boy i mean that that would have broken the spirit of the allies i mean i'm sure we would have tried a second and a third time but you know, maybe that war goes a little bit longer. Maybe, who knows? Maybe we end up using an atomic bomb in Europe if a ground game doesn't win. Yeah, I don't um, know if we would have done I'm that. Certain that's the case. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know that we would have used an atomic bomb because we stopped firebombing them. And I, it Dresden. Was... Well, there, there's another connection to to Winston. I mean, with the Dresden firebombings, he gets he gets a lot of flack for that for bombing civilian targets. But the, oh, the yeah, Germans did the same during the Blitz. Blitz. Yeah. So it was just kind of a quid pro quo there i have to say I, i've always wondered whether that was a fun would have question would a bomb ever have been dropped in, in europe on germany and i don't think it would have because what was his name i think it was arthur leslie or something he was in europe he was in charge of the firebombing campaigns after the united states enters the war i could be wrong on the name but whoever it is and it's after that conversation where they're all like you can't firebomb europe too civilized so they ship him over to the pacific and firebomb have him firebomb tokyo out of Japan. <laughs> So that by the time we drop atomic bombs on cities, there's only two cities left to drop them on. <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know the World War II history 100% there, but I don't know that they would have dropped an atomic bomb there. Uh, but D-Day definitely making a case for that. And that's great. Cullen, do you have anything to add beyond that? or? No, I just, I think if they repulsed the ground invasion, if D-Day had failed, they would have had to go on other options. 
Well, I'm going to be a shithead then uh, because I can, and I can play curveball, throw curveballs out. Maybe we weren't thinking these were battles. Um, one, yes, uh, I would love to say Stalingrad 100%, but we've, we've, we've talked that one up. I mean, it is. The, the oil reserves would have been depleted. Uh, it was Stalin and Stalinist Russia, as I should say, probably finest hour in, in a way. But, you know, I want to say the Battle of Britain too, because in some sense, had the Battle of Britain led to a British defeat or a British surrender, which I don't think Winston would have, would have really done, but that's it. Yeah, America, Operation Sea Lion, they, they could have invaded the island had America they... America would have hid behind their Atlantic Ocean uh, as long as they could. Um, you know, the Battle of Britain, Britain's, what is it called? Britain's finest hour. It truly was. I mean, alone, back against the wall. I never like to discredit that. And I always, even though I taught U.S. history for years, always read that speech, those, those Churchill speeches uh, surrounding the Battle of Britain before, after, whatever. And, you know, but if we're talking D-Day, I'm going to give the credit to the false invasion of Calais. That is mm. to say, the decoy army. spreading yeah, Operation Mincemeat. Yeah. I love the decoy army, the ghost army, whatever you want to call it. I don't Patton was in charge of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily the most important, but it was a, a big, important, it played a very de decisive role. I don't know. I don't want to say that's not the right word. It was just. Without it, I don't know. It would, yes, it was. It was. It was, it was a pivotal or pitiful. It was deception. pitiful. It was a pitiful <laughs> army. But I'm going to go curveball here in the Pacific Theater before the Pacific Theater was technically a thing in, say, Pearl Harbor. I know it's not a battle. I know I'm curveballing it. But you know, if the host wants to bitch at me, he can. Oh, I use the word. That's the Patreon page. All right. So um, <laughs> I'm going to say about, Pearl Harbor. The thing about Calais is you, you may be. Right, because if the Allies hadn't put the, the ghost army there, the inflatable army, because mm -hmm. everyone expected, all the Germans expected the Calais to be the landing yeah, point anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If they hadn't put something fake uh, going towards there, yeah. then, they might, then the Germans might have been thinking, hmm, we better scout out other places in Normandy. Let's, let's load up our troops in Normandy. I mean, it's already bloody enough. D-Day well, was exactly, in there. Yeah, exactly. So, so you, you may be right, but I'll need, you, I'll need to drink some more to, before I decide. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, under, I understand that. And, um, you know, I'm going with Pearl Harbor, though. I don't know if it counts as a battle, but I'm going to go with it does count as a battle. Uh, because well, they fired back. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I count it as a battle. So well, therefore, it was. No, certainly people died. I mean, fire on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the reality it, is, it, Pearl it was a kill did I'm what sorry. Churchill or did what Churchill wanted, and did what FDR needed. Church FDR. One of my favorite FDR moments is where he's like, "We declare war on Japan. Can't declare war on Germany." Germany's like. Well, fuck it, then we'll declare war on you. And then Churchill's like, or, or FDR's like, fuck you, then we're going to go fight in Germany first. You know? And it's like, that's, that's that moment right there where it's just like, Church, or FDR just like wins big, even though Pearl Harbor's Pearl Harbor is terrible. And what happens with Japanese and German after is, is terrible. But it gets America in the war. It, it gets Americans in the war. America was in the war, even if they didn't want to, if they want to pretend like they weren't, they were in the war and they were creeping towards the war with the Atlantic Charter and everything else. But Pearl Harbor pushes America, the American populace into a war that they had tried so hard to stay out of. And that, I don't, I, I mean, I'm a big advocate for the idea of that Russia won World War II. It, it, I, I, the Russian people, the Russian, the Red Army won World War II. And the, Stalingrad was already happening by the time the U.S. arrived, before the U.S. really started to arrive in any large numbers in Europe. 
the pushback that great if you haven't seen that tom and jerry video where they 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 do the pushback of stalin the, the, the little the little the cat poisons the little mouse and then the little mouse wakes up and it's like the pushback against uh hitler after moscow and stalingrad <laughs> and that was happening that was it was it was not inevitable, but it required all three players, FDR's role, Churchill's role, and Stalin's role, collaboratively. And I think collaboration won the war because had Japan and Germany collaborated from the beginning, we wouldn't have stood a chance. Collaborated they, better, yeah. Collaborated yeah. better, yes. Had they yeah. worked actually to defeat Russia, they would have defeated Russia. Uh, had they you know, then turned their attention together to fight the same battles, they could have conquered the world. Scary, terrifying thought. But yeah, um, Zach, to build off your point of, of the Pearl Harbor uh, initiative, well, it, was, it also goes to show the great miscalculation made by Japan mm -hmm. in that gamble yeah. of a bloody nose punch knockout blow to the American, you know, mm -hmm. esprit de corps. Like, and, and, and there, there again, America's isolationist. They know America doesn't want to enter a world war. They gambled and they lost terribly from but that was gamble. a different America. I always say, had that happened today, we would not bounce back the way we, we did then. You know, that, that the spirit of America in that sense, that idea that, okay, you, you took all our ships. Well, then in one year, we'll build more ships than you have built in a, two decades. Ha, ha, ha. That, well, spirit, that national pride, that work effort, I don't think it's in this country. Out of eight battleships that got knocked out that day, six of them got recovered and put back into service. Yep, yep, yep. And it turned out the battleships weren't the key thing that won yeah, the wars right, anyway. Right. It was all aircraft carriers. Yep. And that's where Midway just destroy them yep yep and that and that random quaker guy uh <laughs> too. um that's so my answer is pearl harbor and i'm sticking with the decoy army um you know and if yeah that's what it's cool it's so cool it is so cool i you know that was something i learned oh i don't even know Colin, it might have been your class. I don't know who taught me that. I doubt it was Steve Simpson, uh, but it could have been. Um, is that his name, Steve Simpson? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, either way, I remember learning about that in high school, and I still remember it enough to, to talk about it. I've watched videos on it and stuff since then, but that's something that's always stuck with me, and I'm not a military. One thing. One thing he learned. Woohoo! No, okay. I'm kidding. I learned a lot Okay. Sounds like you learned a lot, though. You're rattling off I mean, you... stats like crazy. So, so Colin, to, to summarize this, had to teach what, what we call in Pennsylvania world cultures, which is like, fuck you. You're teaching not just the history of the world, but everything about it. 5,000 years, yeah. yeah. Of everything about you can yeah. And it was just like... Ancient all the way up to today, yeah. Yeah, and it was how you even cover that in a, in a bit and make it memorable is almost... Light speed. Yeah, Light so. speed. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, wow. no, I, I love that class. I mean, it was everything. And I mean, it was everything from Alexander the Great to communist China. Like I remember covering all of that and it doesn't even make sense. Greatly forward. Yeah. You know, so, okay. Well, we have answered those questions. Anybody want to say anything final piece to get on the Patreon page or final comments there? World War II. Uh, we should get a shout out to Mr. Cheevers, right? He's our Australian. Oh, we should. Isn't he? He's a Patreon guy. Now. That, that, so welcome to the club. Welcome Australians and New Zealanders in World Anzacs. War II, they contributed big, mm -hmm. big Absolutely. Time. There was that one place in uh, North Africa that held out until reinforcement, I can't remember the name of it, held out until reinforcements come alive. It was basically all Australians and New, New Zealanders. 
on mm-hmm. yeah uh you know uh so shout out as always to andrew Cheevers, who will probably listen to that part uh so <laughs> to that. cheers <laughs>